Hey everyone, it's Philippe Heidek here, bringing you another episode of the Duke Pod, and welcome back. I actually have not done a Duke Pod episode for three weeks now. I was on a roll since September, doing an episode every single day, um, but the 75 hard challenge really gets in the way because you have all this work to do uh, in terms of your business. Like, you know, this is a real estate podcast talking about stories. Um, so it's about work and then I have the kids and then, um, now I have to do this like training, which takes up like two hours of my day. Um, and that's really all the time I have for, <laughs> you know, especially I've been waking up early 545. So like come nine o'clock, I'm like <gasps> nine o'clock. I gotta get to bed, read my book and that's it. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, that's the right way to do it anyways. That's a successful way to do it. So welcome back to another episode. I think what we're going to talk about today is something that happened over the weekend. Um, I just completed my seven, uh, sorry, not 75 hard. I completed the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge where I run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It was pretty difficult, but I won. I completed it. I mean, I feel like a winner. Um, I definitely feel like a winner. I am a winner, let's say. <laughs> um, and it's done. But I'm not going to talk to you guys about that. I did another podcast that I'll post later about that whole experience. If you want to check it out, or check out my secondary uh, podcast, which is I'm going to talk about my 75 hard experience. Uh, I, I called it uh, Dad Bod to Rad Bod. So hopefully at the end of this, uh, I will have a decent looking body <laughs> and uh, definitely the correct habits to succeed in more aspects in life than I was able to at this point, like my weight and my image, uh, physical, uh, as long as my mental ability. So check that out. I post that. I think it's a great episode. Uh, but what actually happened uh, on the weekend is on Sunday, I had um, I had a house that was collecting offers. It's a townhouse in Mississauga. And there's a number of things that we actually did to, uh, I believe, to increase the value of the house. Some things that you wouldn't think about right away. Now, I've told you guys about painting and uh, how to declutter your house before, but we're gonna talk about something different. Now, I wanna go back a step here. Now, when you're a real estate agent, someone hires you to sell a house, most of the work is, or I should say like half the job at least, is making the house as presentable as possible. So I would like to call it like a like a magazine type of feature, right? The house is ready to go. You know, my job is to make the house look as beautiful as possible for the photos, for the video that we're going to do, um, for, uh, for anyone that comes in, any buyers that come in, they see it, they go, wow, look at the house. Like it looks even better in person. Trust me, so many times I've looked at homes and the pictures look good. And actually I've been guilty of that too, where the pictures look better than the house itself. Um, but you know, it is nicer. It is way nicer when the house either matches the high quality pictures or exceeds how nice the house is in person than the pictures. And that's really what we try to do, right? So uh, these clients, they end up buying a home 
what I will tell you about the house that they bought, I'll circle back around to uh, some of the tips I'm going to give you guys about the house that they sold, is that when they went to put, try to buy a house in Oakville, this is a cool little story. It happened uh, about two weeks ago. They liked two houses. One of them didn't have a finished basement, and therefore it was actually, both homes were, were, were good. It fit what they were looking for. They were looking for a house in Oakville. Uh, these homes were going for like a million and a half, and uh, that's just how four bedroom homes with double car garages, that's like the minimum price in Oakville now. So they liked two homes, and one didn't have a basement, and therefore it was also kind of on a, not on a crescent like the other one, it was more on like a drive or something where it was more of like a, a street that led to other streets. So it's not a main road, but it's kind of like in between like a crescent and a main road. Um, so we thought that this house would fit our budget. Our budget was around 1.62 million. So uh, we were fully expecting it to go over asking price and that, you know, this is our budget. So we just hope we can get lucky, right? So they put an offer on that house and it actually sold for 60,000 over asking, sorry, 60,000 more than our budget. So it went for 1.68. So $1,680,000 and we lost because we put our offer as 162. Now the other house was actually collecting offers an hour right after we found out that we lost. And I called the clients and I said, Hey, you guys said you guys really like this house. Um, do you want to put an offer? Now the, these buyers were like, Hmm, I just don't think we'll get it. I don't think we'll get the house. Like it's nicer. It's nicer. And it has a finished basement. The finished basement was great. It had like a movie theater. It had like a bar, like the bar is not really necessary. These people don't even drink, but it was just a nice basement in general. You can see how you can use it for, you know, it doesn't have to be a bar. It could be like a bookshelf or something or just something aesthetically pleasing, but it's a nicer house. They put in an offer. Um, now, if, if you are submitting an offer in a seller's market, you have to get be a little lucky, right? That someone is not just outbidding you like crazy and you got no chance. But if you are by chance close to the highest offer, you have to make sure you leave nothing out of your chances, nothing out of your offer that could reduce your chances even to the slightest. So what I mean by this is our offer had, was over asking, it had no conditions, um, you know, the closing date the sellers wanted, but also we included a picture of the family because they got two kids, and the people that lived at the house lived there for like 20 years, they, their kids probably moved out, I think they were downsizing for sure, you know, I think they were in their 60s, and, you know, what happened is we submitted an offer for 1.62 and the agent calls back and they said, look, uh, the other offer is slightly higher, um, you know, just a smidge. Thank you for the picture. It was really nice. Uh, you do look like a good family. If you could just bump it up a bit. Now, she didn't tell us. Obviously, this is a little bit of a gray area, but this happens in the business. Uh, but we were able to figure out that if we bump it up just $5,000, then they get the house and that's what happened. So they got the house, uh, to be honest, it could have been much more difficult to find these guys a house. We could have lost that offer and we could have kept losing, 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 but we caught a break early. This is our second offer. And 
A week later, I show up at their house. We have to sell it, but we have over three months. We have like a hundred days. And, you know, they got two kids. Uh, they have a lot of uh, stuff in the house. Uh, so it's going to take a while to declutter the house. But at the end of the day, when I showed them what's happening in the market, originally we were thinking a few months back that their house would sell for $700,000. Um, and I'm like, you know what, maybe it could sell for like seven fifty. Then when I looked at uh, the uh, comparables, once we got to their house again, after some time had passed, I'm like, okay, I think our goal is minimum seven fifty because the other houses are just keep rising in value, right? It's a seller's market. So things keep rising, going, going, going. People are, uh, one house is selling for this much and the next house is selling for a little bit more. And it just keeps compounding, compounding as buyers keep uh, trying to uh, hopefully get lucky and finally find a home. So I looked at their house. Okay, we made a plan how to uh, declutter their house uh, remove all the excess stuff. Um, we made a plan. I think in the living room, there was two couches and a blocked a fireplace. So I actually called a stager of mine and I said, hey, come in, let's figure out how to organize it. We removed one couch entirely and we put that couch in the garage. You know, they could take it to the next house, whatever, but we filled up all the extra stuff in the storage um, and all that stuff. Now, what I did notice in the house is that there were a lot of like builder grade lights you know if you go to like home depot you see like the half globe lights it's like ten dollars a light everyone knows that light is ten dollars <laughs> it's the cheapest reasonable looking hallway light you could find um that'll that'll get the job done it'll provide light right normally or i wouldn't say normally but some of the times they're like a yellow glow so my recommendation first and foremost is that you do not have any yellow glowing lights in your house. You want white, white bulbs. LEDs do a good job at that. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive, but it is what it is. The second thing I'm going to say here is that I think after, you know, being in this business for a long time, especially when it's a seller's market, I mean, I think, I think it goes without saying in general, like unless it's a buyer's market, and you know uh the buyers have the pick of the litter you may end up making a lot more money by replacing all your basic fixtures with ill expensive but nice looking fixtures so they have this nice you know let's say decent dining room and the light was just awful it was like it looks like um uh like uh three different light heads sticking out they look like three coffee cups like stuck together <laughs> in three different angles and it looked old like original oh my guys like uh you know it's up to you actually uh, you know what honestly if they were like i'm not gonna pay for these lights i might even consider like doing it for them hiring an electrician because if i'm telling you that we thought the house is gonna sell for 700 now we think it's going to sell for 750 but if we try a little harder maybe we can get like 800,000 you're not going to spend a couple hundred bucks on lights yeah so the dining room light and then also the hallway light so going up the stairs there's a lot of times there's a light above the stairs which is a great spot for a chandelier they had some not very nice not very flattering light and we replaced both of those with chandeliers i think from home depot they got it but you can get them from Costco as well. And both lights were a hundred bucks. So for $200 lights, 
the homeowner, he's handy enough. He used to do like painting and some handyman work back in his university days um, just to make ends meet uh, for his studies. He uh, replaced the lights and uh, we removed everything from uh, the home, all the access stuff. A lot of the stuff, extra stuff was put in storage. Um, there, uh, what I also want to say here is that, uh, well, I mean, let's finish the thought. The thought is that by by adding these nicer light fixtures it really brightened up the house and it made it look rich you know you have like these like chandeliers coming down they're like they look like five rings you know with lights coming out of them um i suppose i should consider putting a link to a picture or something and maybe i'll do that but it's a very nice looking light and we only did two of them to be honest i i think maybe we should have just replaced all of the basic lights but you don't want to put like an endless amount of work, right? And if the client was just busy, you didn't know how to do it, I would have just called the electrician and do it uh, for a couple hundred bucks, install some lights and, you know, take a hit on the commission. But my job is not to count my money. My job is to make as much money for them because these people seven years ago bought this house for me and now seven years later today are asking me to sell it. So, you know, the money I made seven years ago, I forgot about but the client's calling me back and then we have, we can make another sale. We can um, generate more business from this. A lot of good things are happening in this situation. You always want people to call you back, but if I have to spend a few more bucks, I will spend a few more bucks to help the clients out. Like at the end of the day, you want to be trying hard. So you don't want to be cheap. Regardless, they did the lights. It looks great. Pictures, video look fantastic. The other thing is that I've mentioned this before. Uh, they have two kids and one of the things i talked about more specifically in this topic is that it's a pandemic there's lots of people everyone's going in houses with masks and gloves on and you know sometimes people don't have gloves they'll touch like your light fixtures whatever and especially if you have two little kids and you're like you're working from home you know there's going to be appointments all day long sometimes we have 10 appointments in one one day for this house uh, other properties could have like 20, uh, you can have up to 24 appointments in a day because if the first one starts at nine and the last one ends at nine, that's 12 hours and the appointments could be 30 minutes long. So that's 24 appointments. You don't want to be at that house. One, you don't want to be cleaning every night to where you're going to go. It's like minus like uh, five, 10 outside every day because it's February. Uh, you know, now it's March. This is the beginning of March. So they went to a hotel now they didn't one of the things i talked about before was staying at a family member's house now that the house is sold and it sold yesterday i asked the clients how the hotel was they said it was great they had fun the hotel finally opened up the pool they were able to take their two little boys to the pool and it felt like a vacation uh, yeah in fact they didn't even have to spend any money but if they did that's great they just used points what I did also is that Sunday we took offers, but I I removed up all the appointments on Sunday. So I just didn't allow appointments on Sunday. And we had a cleaning lady come back on Sunday. Actually, it's pretty difficult to find a cleaning lady to come back on Sunday. So um, I offered the cleaning lady a slightly, a little bit more money and she said, okay, fine. Um, so she came in Sunday early. Uh, house was clean again, sanitized by 1, 1 p.m. The clients came back, they're really happy. We got a whole bunch of offers in the house. And when I saw that someone sent us 805, 805,000, 
you know, we were thinking like, okay, maybe there's a chance at 800,000. That's already great. But then someone came in at 838,000, no conditions, like, you know, the deal's done, just sign it. And guys, do, do you think that these chandeliers made these people pay an additional 30,000? No. But if psychologically they thought, wow, look at these nice lighting, you know, are we gonna find another house like this? The location is great, we should just pay a little bit more and try to secure this house because these guys when they first called me they were like how about 820 and i was like okay look i i i'm an ethical agent i can't just be like here's all the offers and just beat it <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to reveal to you what the prices and the terms of all the offers you just have to submit an offer and hope for the best but when they submitted an offer uh especially under the uh, under the hype under the stress that there's other offers i think there was like eight offers in total um they submitted eight hundred thirty-eight thousand. if those lights attributed it to something in their mind that they must have the home or they must pay uh you know they don't spend money for lighting that could have went in their mind and that could have netted the clients an additional few thousand dollars Maybe went from 820 to 838. We don't know. But that's how important it is getting very good lighting. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Make the house look good. Guys, I'm going to make your house look amazing once we set it up. And people are going to like line up at the front door, ready with their checkbooks out, hypothetically, <laughs> figuratively, um, ready to buy the home and spend a lot of money. But you just got to spend a little bit of money to make to get there you know chances are the house was going to sell for 800 anyways without the lights but with the lights maybe that was the difference between like 10 20 dollars. so keep that in mind if you ever have a house or you know someone that has a house and they have updated lighting out up uh, sorry outdated lighting outdated painting um you know get them to give me a call or at least follow wherever i tell you in this podcast and make sure you get those two things done. Most importantly, of course, decluttering. And then you can probably sell your house for, you know, give or take. Every situation is different. But if you can declutter well, uh, you know, make sure the house is freshly painted in neutral colors. And three, have very good lighting. You're in business to make a lot of money. Enjoy these tips, guys, and have a great week.